You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. I want to please the Lord tonight. Please open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. I am not enamored with the sound of my voice, which is a, which is a, it's a cause for me to get down from here quickly. Amen. <laughs> Philippians chapter four. I'm thankful for the privilege, uh, opportunity to be up here. It is not an opportunity for me to push an agenda or anything like that. It is hopefully just to represent the scriptures and uh, say something good about our Lord, bring honor and glory to Him. If it will be a test of you and your faith, praise the Lord, amen. And um, my job is to present it, your job is to react to it. And uh, if that's the whole sermon. I mean, we could go home right now and and that's it. But you've really got to grasp this that when we come in here, this is supposed to be a meeting with the Lord. And uh, I intend for it to be that. I do want to say thank you for your faithful missionary support the many years that we were in Ukraine. Uh, we are not able to be in there now. The place where we, were, where we were at was in Crimea the last three years, as Brother Jacob mentioned. And uh, Russia saw fit to uh, prevent us from staying there any longer. And, but I don't blame them because the Lord moves people around as, as it is fit in his sight. And uh, so, uh, understanding that, we've arrived in Sioux Falls. Never thought I'd be here other than visiting, but here we are. And uh, Lord willing, I I don't know what the Lord has planned for us. We're just looking for what the Lord has given to us as the next step. Amen? You know, Adam and Eve, they walked with the Lord in the garden. And when they got into trouble, they quit walking with the Lord in the garden which ought to be a lesson to us, don't quit walking with the Lord. Amen? And so here in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, let's just read the two verses here. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue... Our world has lost much of its virtue. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. So God's interested in what you think about, amen? He's interested in what you spend your mind power on. And he expresses that here in verse number 8. In verse number 9 it says, Those things which we have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. A terrific and tremendous promise here. You know, I was studying about a company. This was a number of years ago. We had a little bit of money set aside. I was just uh, trying to decide how to invest it. And I came across this technology that was very interesting to me. None of you, or very few of you, probably would know about it. But it is based on something that is called uh, 
stoichiometry. I don't expect you to know that term, but the, the term is, I'm going to try not to geek out in front of you or anything like that, but the, the idea of the technology was is that they, they could test items that came in, and the, and the technology was supposed to go into airports. Uh, you know, we had the shoe bomber and the underwear bomber, and everybody, these guys that want to blow stuff up, they think that planes is the place to do that. And so the, the, the government was looking for solutions about how to detect these things before they got onto planes. And one company was working on this solution and what they did is, is they, they, they took a machine and you set the object in front of it, they shoot gamma rays at it, and what comes off of there is what they called a, a signature that told you what was inside of a hidden container. Now light, light wouldn't be able to get into that container, but these gamma rays could go in there and they reflect off of the substance inside. And based on that reflection, it told you what was inside. They called it a signature. So, you know, if, if you had a bottle of water and you introduce these gamma rays in there, it comes out and the scanner reads it and it says, oh, that's water. And there's nothing else in there. But they, they came up with these innovative things called liquid explosives. And so you put the liquid explosive in front of there. I don't know who the first guy was to do that. He must have been brave to say, okay, yeah, these are liquid explosives and now we're going to test them. <laughs> but they put that in front of there. They put the gamma rays on it and a signature bounces off and it tells them, hey, that's liquid explosive. Don't, don't let that out of your sight. And uh, this, this term stoichiometry, it just means, it's made up of two parts. It means element and measure. And it was even used in relation to the Bible text. If you know about how the, the, the Jewish scribes copied down the Bible, they would copy out the text and do all of these things. We had a privilege about four years ago to be in Israel and we got to see one of the scribes who was copying out the pages there. And after they do that, then somebody else comes along and they count the characters and they count the lines and everything. Everything has to add up before that page is approved. And that process, they call it stoichiometry in relation to the scriptures as well, how it was copied. Anyway, uh, they were developing this so that um, their, their main thrust was is to get it into airports so that you could still take your baby formula and your deodorant and whatever on the plane with you and nobody had to be worried about the plane blowing up. Unfortunately, somebody with, uh, who shares my last name stole the technology, ran the company in the ground and I never heard from them ever again. I don't know what happened to all, all of the research and everything there. I don't know what happened to it. But you know, it's, it's interesting there, there's a principle in that that happens with us spiritually. Things come along in our life, and uh, sometimes they're good things, sometimes they're bad things. Sometimes you're not sure at the beginning, you find out at the end. And, and it is a test. Now, in the English language, uh, I, I studied Russian for four years, a lot of it by candlelight, because uh, when, when we first got there, they would turn the lights off. 
And uh, sometimes we lived on the ninth floor and you'd look out and you're like, nobody has electricity all over the whole city. We moved into an apartment that was on the 11th floor and that was still going on. And we asked people, why do they turn off the electricity? They said, well, they're not paying their bills, so they're making them suffer. And uh, so we studied a lot by candlelight there. But the English language, it's interesting the terms that we pick and choose when we're speaking with someone else. For instance, have you heard the word trial or test? As Christians, we will use these words, but it's interesting when we choose those words versus, I'll bring up another word in just a minute. We often use the word trial or test when we are sure that we don't, we don't want any part of it or, or we're going to pass the test, right? Oh, look at me. I'm, I'm doing good. I can do well. But when you know in your heart, and here's where your words will tell on you, when you know in your heart that there's a test that's coming and you might not pass, you might fail because, well, it's the word temptation. The word temptation is the same thing. But our orientation to that is a little bit different because we hear the word temptation and we think, oh, that's something I like. That's that is a, a temptation for me to leave God's ways and to get something for myself. And so if we talk with somebody and we say, well, I had this temptation this week, that, that is us orienting ourselves in the conversation that we're, we may not pass the test. We may fall to this temptation versus, well, I had this trial and the Lord brought me through and we're all confident and, you know, again, patting ourselves on the head. Brother Samuel's nodding like, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you for your support, brother. <laughs> These things come along and they shine a light in our life, and what bounces off is a question mark. When we view these things equally, of course, it, it should be our it is our desire as believers that we would always come through those things well, that we would always come out in a good light. But uh, oftentimes we're kind of looking around, you know, see who's watching. Who's watching what I'm doing? If nobody's watching, would I choose differently? And a lot of times we choose differently when nobody's watching and we don't take account that God's always watching. And so, whatever it is that comes, if it's a test, if it's a trial, if it's a temptation, uh, we understand that it was allowed by the Lord. Now, sometimes things come up because of our own particular desires in our flesh, right? We, we have still that old nature that has some uh, desires and particularities of itself, but we're not to give in to the flesh, we are not to make provision for the flesh, the Bible says. But when these things shine on us, our reaction in that moment is what determines our guilt or our righteousness before the Lord. And uh, sometimes people just want to shine a light on us and, and see what goes on. And sometimes we do okay, sometimes uh, we get a little bit shaky. But the condition of our heart is revealed by our thoughts and our words and our actions. And, and tests come 
Just like the, the shine and the gamma rays on those things and, and what comes off, they know what the substance is because of the signature it gives off. When these things come in, the, in your life, does what come off, is that a testimony for Christ? Is that a testimony that you belong to the Lord? I mean, I don't know what these tests will be. The, the condition of our heart in, in relation to these thoughts, words, and actions. And, and by the way, these are the things that we give account of before the Lord. Look, look, look at Romans chapter number 2. Romans chapter 2 and verse number 16 Many times we make decisions and we forget about this verse, but Romans chapter 2 verse 16 says, In the day when God shall judge the what? The secrets, the secrets of men. Do you have any secrets? No, be honest. Well, I'm not telling you, Brother John, that it won't be a secret anymore. <laughs> it's not a secret with the Lord. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. Look at Matthew chapter 12. So those hidden things, those thoughts that we have, that we think are hidden from others, are, they're open before the Lord. And our thoughts, as some of these things shine on us, and they, I, I'm trying to, I don't know of a good English word other than test test us. There, there was a Russian word, a good Russian word for that. When, when you refine gold, um, you expect it to be better when it comes out of the refining process. And they had a, they had a word, proba, that um, spoke about its purity. And I think here we use, is it carrots? To, to discern the, 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 the purity of gold? Like 18 karat gold, that's kind of pure. 24 karat gold, that's the good stuff, right? When, uh, when, when these things come to test us, our purity in our thoughts and our words and our actions shines out. It shines out before the Lord. It gives off a signature to those around us. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36, it says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak. Goodness, we have a lot of idle words flying around and, and more and more because of social media. Now you can spread your idle words from here till China, you know. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified... And by thy words, thou shalt be condemned. Now, don't take that verse wrong. Don't think that, okay, uh, when you come to stand before the Lord's, that your words at that moment will justify you. That's not what the scripture says. Amen. Uh, we've, talk, we've knocked on doors and, and uh, people, you ask them, well, why should the Lord let you into heaven? Oh, I'm a, and they start to spend their words. Oh, I'm a good person. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. Oh, I did these other things. But Jesus has taken, he's taken our words down and he says that by our words we shall be justified. 
What kind of words would justify us before the Lord? They're words like this. Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I've sinned against you. I'm deserving of your judgment and your punishment in hell. I'm deserving of that. And I ask you to forgive me. Hmm. Those are different words. Those are, those are words that, that some of the things that we read about there at the beginning. <clears throat> Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, there you go. I'm lost and undone before the Lord without Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. But with the Lord Jesus Christ, then, I have opportunity still to be justified in my words, not because I'm, I'm rectifying something that I did, but I can give honor and praise to the Lord who saved me. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to have to give account for those words because they're pleasing in His ears. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. When, when the light, the gamma rays of this world shine on you, and you're driving to work on Monday morning, what's the signature that comes off? Lord be praised. Or, <laughs> get out of the way, idiot. I'm glad where I work right now, I don't have to commute. I walk out of the bedroom in front of my desk in the living room, and I'm at work. No idiots in my way, amen? <laughs> but also no tests where I can come back around and say, praise the Lord. See, each of these tests that come, when, when they put the thing in front of the, the scanner and they shine the gamma rays on it and the reader reads it and it gets a signature and all of that, that would tell them what the substance was. When, when that shines on us, what comes off of us does not have to be negative. It can be praise and honor to our Lord. It does not have to be ugly. Now, if we let the nature shine out, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be messy. It's going to tear things up. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 14 it says, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So God's paying attention to our thoughts, to our words, and to our actions. But when the world shines a light on us and tests us, yea, if we are tempted by those things that take place, what is the signature that comes off? You know when the devil came and he shined some gamma rays on Job? What was the signature that came off? I love the Lord. I mean he had that thing turned up to ten, right? Job had ten kids, I've got six. I can't imagine losing one of them, let alone all six. He lost ten. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That tells you what was hidden down inside. The world tells you to listen to your heart. I wouldn't. <laughs> it's deceitful. 
It's desperately wicked. Who can know it? Thankfully, the next words in the next verse is, I the Lord. Amen. If you don't know your heart, the Lord knows your heart. And um, that, that's what makes me take pause before him. Because when I don't know my heart, I don't know how to answer him. It's like, um, Lord, okay, you know I'm just going to try not to mess anything up here. Um, you please help me because I don't know which way to go. And a question mark coming out of this is not bad, but usually when, when, when this light is shined on us, when the test, the trial, the temptation, whatever you want to call it, the refining, when it comes, we give off different signatures, different ways, different times, sometimes even to different people. One person come up to you and say one thing and, and you laugh, ha, 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 ha. And you both have a good joke out of it. Somebody, somebody else comes up that maybe you don't know as well. They say this exact same thing to you. And you how dare you? And that tells me that we must be conscious of or, or paying attention always to what's going on in the heart. So that whatever light shines on me, that what comes out of there is going to be, uh, Lord willing, a blessing. Lord willing, a testimony for the Lord. Something that is helpful to someone else. A blessing and not a curse. See, and that light will shine on Job. Or, or let's take his wife. That light shined on Job's wife. I mean, she suffered the same things that he did. Did she not? And the devil had that thing turned up to 10. Maybe 11 because she was their mom. I don't know. Have you ever had a refrigerator that sat outside for a while? Maybe somebody left an open package of bologna in there. I hear some of you have experienced this. It, it was out there all summer. It was not plugged in. And you're thinking, man, that refrigerator's been out there forever. I could make a buck. I'm going to put it on Facebook Marketplace. And you go out there and you open the door. What greets you? Is it a blessing? I would hardly label it that. Yet sometimes when the Lord allows a trial or a temptation to open us up a little bit, something comes out of there and it doesn't smell so nice. And, and we don't know what that will be. Sometimes we think it's a, a good thing. I mean, think about all of the things that, that happen in life. Now, I mentioned other drivers. Sometimes I'll mention that because for me that's been a trial. Uh, sometimes I'm in the car and I'll talk as much as the radio does for all the drivers and everything that's going around. Get out of the way. Cause that, that was a dumb move. Just... The Bible says that we are to love the Lord. That's the first New Testament commandment. Second New Testament commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Who's your closest neighbor? Oh, that's the Smiths. They, they're next door. They're pretty nice people. No. Who's your neighbor? If you're married, your, your next closest neighbor is your spouse. Does your spouse shine a light on you? I saw, I saw 
a marriage seminar one time, and the, and the, the fellow who was conducting the seminar, he says, God made marriage to test your Christianity. And it may be true. I mean, somebody living with you 24-7, they're, they're probably going to know the real you. And they're probably going to shine a lot of that light on the inside of you. And, you know, what comes out, even, even for your closest neighbor, what comes out? Many of us are going to be in the world this week dealing with other people, and they're going to shine a light on your heart. They may test your testimony. What's the signature that's going to come off? Do you have a boss? He may test your purity, you know, that your, your refinement. Strangers. Brother Chad mentioned this morning the, the crowd with all the initials LGBTQXYZ. I don't have any patience for their works, but we should have Christ's love for the person. And that's some of the signature that should come off is do we have a care for people? They're creations of God just as much as you are. God loves them just as much as he loves you. Oh no, I'm saved, I'm his child. Get in here, find it. No respecter of persons. What, what, what signature comes off of you? Boom! Respecter of persons. I mean, I, you read there, and uh, I think it was in the book of James, you, you find that, that some rich guy comes in, and the pastor took note that some of the people were reacting. Hey, rich guy comes in, give him a nice chair, tell the bums to sit under his footstool, hold his feet up, you know? Now, I'm not taking issue with the things that are in your heart because I don't know the things that are in your heart. I cannot know the things that are in your heart. But if I can train the, the, the light of the gospel on your heart and I can see a signature that come off that doesn't look right or doesn't smell right, doesn't seem right, I want to draw your attention to it. What should we do when a fellow believer is starting to go down the tubes? Hey, buddy, look out. <laughs> the last couple of years, well, up until about January, so about a, uh, about a year and a half, I was working with the church uh, building a building. One of the fellows that I was working with was telling me about a different time that he was working on a roof with some people. It was a little bit early in the morning, so there was a little bit of frost still up there. They were trying to be careful. He said that he lost his footing and he started sliding off of the roof. You know what the other guys did? Now, to be honest, I've been on the roofs. There's not always something that you can do, but that's not true about our Christian life. 
And when we see a brother and a sister that they're starting to go, do we reach out a hand? Do we say, hey, wait, life doesn't have to be like this. You, you can choose a different way. See, see, those opportunities that come on, they come and they shine a light on us and a signature comes off. And I wonder, does that signature praise the Lord? Or does it smell like the refrigerator? Accusations that are, maybe, they're, maybe they're falsely made against you. That's happened. But what comes off of you? when the false accusations are made? Is it fury? Is it, ah? Or do you rest in the Lord and say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on you to take care of this problem. I can't fix it. What are the tests and trials? What are the things that, that are going to prove out what that signature is that comes off of us as a son of God, as a child of his? Promotion. Have you ever gotten a promotion? Man, that's nice, isn't it? Have you ever seen somebody get a promotion and uh, you found out that when they got a higher position in the company that their head got wider? Like, I'm already somebody. Somebody lifted me up. They took recognition of my talents and uh, my aspirations and uh, now I'm here. Well, that smells like the refrigerator, doesn't it? Man. The thing is, is that, that promotion should be a good thing. And we could be, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Now I can pay my bills. Amen. The trials and the testings. Look, look at James. Let's see if I can find it here in James. James chapter 1. James chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, My brethren, and my old preacher says, When you read my brethren, you can read it my cistern too. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. Now, now that divers is not diver like jumping off a springboard into the water. This is the word diverse. I don't know why they left the E off it, but they did. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, it's interesting the words that, that James used here when he wrote this, because he says, count it joy when you're tempted. Well, he understood this process that, that when you're tempted, that your answer is to be, Lord, I choose to give up my sin. I sacrifice that so that I can be pleasing in your sight. He understood this process. So count it joy when you come into these diverse temptations. Why? Because that is a moment that you can give glory and honor to the Lord and actually show that he's, he is Lord in your life. I mean, how else are you going to prove that he's the Lord of your life? You walk around and spout, oh, he's the Lord of my life. Oh, he's the Lord of my life. Oh, he's the Lord of my life. No, you're proved on your works and what you do. 
and your works and what you do is what shines out with temptation, shines on your heart. And if the devil turns it up to 10, then you can turn the praise up to the Lord to 10. Amen? Now there's a difference in this process, this spiritual process, because when these things come to us, they try our hearts, there may be a temptation to us, a test, whatever, you wanna, whatever word you want to call the situation that, that is going to prove you out who or what kind of Christian you are. Please forgive me, I lost my train of thought. I'm trying to formulate the question and it's not quite there. You know, it, it does not matter which direction the light is coming from. It may come from an ex unexpected place. I mean, circumstances, it, 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 we were driving back. We went to visit some friends up in Brookings yesterday, and we were driving back, and a terrible situation on the highway there. There was nothing that we could do about it. There were people with a truck, and they were pulling a, a camper trailer, and uh, the camper trailer was on fire. I mean, it was bigger than a fire extinguisher kind of a fire. I mean, it was going, and you could see it was being fed. I don't know what was feeding it, but they had pulled off to the side of the road and, you know, dad's on the phone and, and the police and everybody are, you know, flying out there after we saw them further down the road and things. You don't know where these things are going to come from. You don't know what, what temptation it is that's going to test you. What trial it is that's going to ask for a signature of Christ's print on you. And that's what these are. This is a question. Which way will you choose? Which way are you going to go? You get aggravated. Ah! What comes out? Glory! Hallelujah! It normally doesn't come out the same way. You ever hit your thumb or another finger with a hammer? That's bad enough, but when it's one of those builder hammers, they got the split, you know, the waffle thing on it, so, you know... You got a permanent pattern. How many of us say, blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to get you to be high and mighty, holy rollers or anything like that. But I am trying to draw attention so that you pay attention to how you react. Because guess what? That signature that comes off of your heart is something that you choose. It's something that you decide what it looks like. And sometimes we've got to retool our thinking. Sometimes it, I don't want you to think about calamity ahead of time, but sometimes we need to think about what is my reaction going to be. Just think about the, the, the temptations that are going to come to you this week, maybe at work or, or in sundry situations. Maybe it happens to you every week. Is this the week where you turn it around and you say, somehow the Lord's got to get glory out of my reaction to this situation? Some way. And let's think out ahead because 
these things that come to us often, they're not new. And we've gotten entrenched in a particular reaction, maybe grumbling, maybe anger, maybe sadness, maybe whatever it is, I don't know. But if, if you are entrenched in that reaction, it's time to change the reaction because you get to choose that. You get to choose to bring honor and praise to the Lord when a temptation comes. If, if it's a test and a trial and you have to bear under, okay, you bear under, and, and, but you're there with the Lord and you understand that. So many people in the world today on social media, they're like, oh, I'm suffering alone. Share my pain to my 15 million followers. We don't have time really to explain it and go over it tonight. We know that Romans chapter 8 and 28, uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, We know that all things work together to, for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We know that that's in there, but we know that sometimes bad things happen to good people. What's going to be the signature that comes off? Is it going to be praise to the Lord? Is it going to be a recognition that the, that the Lord's hand is in this? Did you know that whatever happens to you in your life that uh, somehow God knows about it? Not only does he somehow know about it, but, but he's, he's watching for your reaction what kind of signature do you, do you give off? Do you give off the refrigerator signature? Or do you give off something sweet-smelling sweet savor the Bible talks about? Flowery messages to the Lord. Lord, I love you. I don't know why this is taking place in my life. But Lord, if it'll make me better, if it'll make me more something in your sight, Lord, let it be. So many times we are trying to avoid the bad stuff that happens or could happen, all of that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to put you in fear about the future, but sometimes we try to dodge those things because we don't want to go through those things. And yet God says, my grace is sufficient for you. So that that signature that always comes off somehow should contain his grace. Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. Just thinking about what's going to reflect off of us this week. I don't know the trials that's going to come to you. I don't know the temptations. But I know that the Lord wants for His grace and His mercy for that to be part of the signature that comes off of us and is going to affect other people, and is going to, to, to affect some of our judgment before the Lord. If we give account of our thoughts and our words and our actions before Him. That, that's true of our reactions of these things that, that when we react to a test or a trial or we act, react to a temptation that comes to us, that's part of what we're giving account to the Lord for. And I invite you, I'm going to pray in just a moment, and after that they're going to be singing a hymn and things. I just invite you to the altar and say, Lord, this week I want my, the signature, whatever 
smell comes off of my life this week. I want it to be a sweet-smelling savor to you. And commit ourselves to the Lord that way this week. To understand that, okay, I'm dedicating whatever happens in my life this week. That what comes out of that is going to be grace and praise of the Lord. And looking for what he's trying to do in my life. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you have not left us alone in this life. Lord, we're not. uh, When we became children of yours, that was just the beginning of our life with you. And that you promised there, there in Philippians chapter uh, 1 that, that you have begun a work in us. And Lord, I pray that we would not thwart that work. But Lord, that we would cooperate even with the tests and trials that will come this week. That we would cooperate with your will, Lord. So that what comes off of us is going to be pleasing in your sight. It's going to be helpful to our neighbor. It is going to bring honor and praise to you, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.